2: believe what i'm witnessing here partner damian lillard
0: ties
1: it three seconds rivers it's betql daily on the betql audio network
2: thank you for hanging out on the betql audio network my name is danny parkins i normally do afternoons on the score in chicago from vegas insider down in miami kevin rogers Joining me today as well, want to thank everyone who's listening on the Odyssey app. And also, if you're in Chicago, on Chicago's new home for wage retainment, it's The Bet, 105.9 FM HD2, also live in Denver, 1430. We appreciate everyone on the BetQL audio network. But it is now time to get more in-depth on the NBA playoffs, try to figure out what the heck's going on in the Western Conference, if the Lakers have any hope without Anthony Davis and much more, with Michael Gallagher, senior NBA writer for Establish the Run. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mike S. Gallagher. Mike, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today?
0: Doing great. Yeah, still getting over uh, Dane's crazy finish. Uh, great. We had a great game last night, so feeling pretty good about that.
2: Yeah, certainly needed one. Uh, We can start there. It was historic. We've never seen 50 points, 10 assists, 10 made threes in a regular season or playoff game, but it wasn't enough for Portland to win. Does that just spell doom for Portland's chances to come back in this series? If they can't win that game, they're probably not winning the series.
0: I don't think so. The big factor for me is Nurkic. Uh, Him falling out changed everything, and Joker has destroyed the Blazers when he's off the court uh, just per, per 36 stats he scores 48 points per 36 and the 47 minutes that uh, Nurkic has been on the bench versus 27.9 and, and they're basically flip-flopped they're minus 17 per 100 possessions when they're facing Nurkic versus plus 17 without so Nurkic staying out of foul trouble is everything if he could stay out of foul trouble in game six and then potentially game seven I think the Blazers could still take this down uh, it's just that we saw the speeding Nurkic. I'm sorry, Jokic. All day uh, was just too much for them, and the, the shots are just too easy for him when they're putting up Kanter and Robert Covington. But uh, yeah, that was Jokic was great, uh, as awesome as Dame was.
3: Mike, how surprised were you that Denver's had this much success in the series? Jamal Murray's been out for a couple months now at the ACL tear. Nicole Jokic is probably going to win the MVP. But seeing the other guys step up, Monty Morris had a good game last night. Michael Porter Jr. is turning into what we thought when he originally was going to go to Missouri, and he slipped in the draft due to the back issues. But how surprised are you that Denver's having this success? And how far do you think they can go in the West after reaching the finals in the West last year?
0: It's going to be real tough after this round. But, yeah, to answer your question, Monte Morris, uh, as great as Joker was, they don't win that game without Monte Morris, no doubt. Uh, And him getting healthier and getting more playing time made so much sense. And he's just such a better offensive creator than Papu Composa, who's the pesky kind of defender guy. But he was kind of an unsung – well, not unsung, but he was great. Austin Rivers really stepped up to earn another win. So they've just been getting just enough from the role players. Uh, and, yeah, just going on into the next round, uh, I don't know. It's going to be pretty tough sled for uh, assuming they would play probably the Suns. Uh, I think that the Suns match up pretty well with them. They have another big body to throw at the Joker, uh, and they've got some pretty good perimeter defenders. They could kind of take MPJ out of it the way the Blazers did kind of earlier in the season series as well.
2: We're talking to Mike Gallagher, senior NBA writer. Established the run. You mentioned probably the Suns. There's no path for the Lakers in that series without Anthony Davis. Correct?
0: Yeah, uh, we just saw their their offense is a disaster. Uh, I tweeted left. I know it's like the worst offense I've seen in a while. Just collapsing on LeBron. Guys can't shoot. Guys can't make shots. It was just ugly offense. It looked like they just pieced it together, and they knew they were going to lose. Honestly. Uh, and they're just hoping AD plays in Game Six. We saw AD warm up, kind of grimacing uh, from some of the TNT shots. That's a little concerning that he can play. But the Suns' defense has been awesome, uh, especially their starters. Uh, 89 points allowed per 100 possessions in 78 minutes against what was a you know pretty decent Lakers offense. Even uh, without AD, they were pretty bad, but they weren't like this bad. So um, yeah, I think I think if, if AD is not out or even you know under 50 percent or whatever it's going to be. The ESPN report saying they're going to have AD if they could get anything out of him. So, um, yeah, they, they need a lot um, to overcome what the Suns are doing to them.
3: Mike, it's impossible to understate what kind of impact Chris Paul makes on any franchise, but seeing what he has done, and and he got banged up earlier in the series. Devin Booker was great last night. Aitens had a really good series, but just having Chris Paul there is like it seems like the missing piece with the Phoenix Suns doesn't mean they're going to be in the finals, but what about what CP3 can do moving forward, considering he's got to kind of fix up his playoff history where he's had a, a lot more downs
0: than ups? Yeah, all those injuries, and it's unfortunate that he got hurt kind of off the bat here with that shoulder injury, but um, it sounds like he's okay. We saw Monty Williams basically say, he kind—he of, didn't want to say he's officially okay, but all signs point that he just kind of got scared. We saw him like, in pain and looked really bad um, when he went down. But, yeah, he, he just is the classic organizer of an offense, and a lot of NBA teams need that, especially when you don't have a lot of uh, secondary creators outside of Booker. We know Mikhail Bridges. They really wanted him to be that guy to be create more. Hasn't really been there. We know Jake Crowder. Pretty much catch-and-shoot and defense. Uh, and then DeAndre Ayton, he's a guy that needs to get the ball in the paint. He's getting the ball in the paint when anybody in the playoffs right now. They really, really try to establish him uh, to get some offense inside, uh, especially against this Lakers matchup. It's been imperative for the way they've been playing offense.
2: Mike, this is a gambling show. Who's going to come out of the Western Conference?
0: Ah, uh, man, this is the toughest question of all the questions anybody's going to get. And uh, I'm very... Very much a victim to recency bias. And I think the Clippers, uh, I'm just so sold with what they're doing. I love their small ball lineup. Uh, I love how Kawhi's playing. I love how Paul George is playing. They're both uh, two elite guys that are driving. Like we've been begging Paul George to drive more. And he's driving 17 times a game. He's shooting at a really high rate off drives. I love seeing that. The small ball lineup, I think, is going to work. Reggie Jackson, who I've bashed for most of his career, has been really good at uh, filling minutes. I think they match up really, really well. With Utah, uh, I think they match up really well with anybody they're going to play with the perimeter wing defense and the way they could kind of create. So um, it's, 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 it's tough. You could make a case for really anybody, but I think the Clippers make the best case.
3: Mike, when you look at the Eastern Conference, and Danny and I talked about it earlier, Nets, Bucks. we can now focus on it after Brooklyn knocked out Boston last night and a star power all over the place, the big three, uh, Brooklyn, Giannis on the Milwaukee side. And the Nets have the home court advantage here. Do you side with the Nets having the home court and obviously having a little more star power? Or do you think that Giannis can carry the Bucks past Brooklyn in this round? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
0: I'm pretty aggressive on this. I think of most people who watch the NBA and cover I think the Nets are going to win in five. Uh, I know that sounds insane after what the Buffs did to Miami, but the difference is. The Miami offense isn't as diverse as you think. Like, okay, Jimmy gets in the paint, Bam has his little post-ups. Those are two things the Bucks defend extremely well. Losing Bucs to DiVincenzo as much as Jeff Green losing him hurts, but losing DiVincenzo, taking him off of Kyrie or Harden and then replacing him with Pat Connaughton or Bryn Forbes or somebody like that or Middleton or somebody, that's tough. Uh, so I think that it's just too hard to stop the ways the Nets are going to try to score on you. And it's just going to be too tall of an order. Uh, if you can kind of limit the transition buckets from the Bucs offense and kind of keep a mediocre in half court, which the the, the Nets defense has been pretty solid uh, so far. So, you know, just win your games uh, 125 to 120. I think that we're going to see a lot of that, a lot of up-tempo offense. But, yeah, I just think the Nets are too, too good right now. I just don't think the Nets –
2: and I think you're right that the Nets deserve to be favored. I just don't think the Nets defense – has proven anything to me when it comes to bigs, right? And B-dominated him, Gian- Giannis dominated What Blake Griffin is going to get the assignment of going up against Giannis. I feel like Giannis can score 40 a night. Now, that might not be enough for Milwaukee to win, but do you think the Nets have any answer or any plan for Giannis in this series?
0: Yeah, I think it's DeAndre Jordan. They've been kind of putting him out there. Uh, they've kept him DMPCD. And I think that that was always the plan, uh, is to get him out there. You mentioned Blake's just uh, dusted uh, at any opportunity of defending him. They could maybe try Durant, but I don't think that makes sense. So, you know, just throwing a big body in him. I think that's kind of been the solution. Uh, we've seen kind of Miami had success with that, with a little bit of that Jay and Bam uh, formula last year. But, um, yeah, I think that, again, like you said, like if he scores 40, that's fine. It's just that they can kind of limit their threes and killing them that way. Um, it's just it's just gonna be so hard to stop them on the other end and just think that the Bucks defense is gonna kinda of play their way, the Nets way, taking Brook Lopez off the court, uh, and trying to go small with the Conitons and the Forbeses and those guys. But yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be a, a very high scoring Giannis series.
3: Mike, it's interesting in the other side of the East with Philadelphia that Joel Embiid, we don't know the severity of his injury. We're thinking the 76ers are going to advance past the Wizards, but obviously not knowing uh, how Embiid's going to be moving forward. Do you give Atlanta or New York a shot to beat Philadelphia in the second round?
0: I don't think so. We need Embiid out there, though. Uh, We haven't heard anything. There's kind of been some boots on the ground, social media posts that kind of – indicate that he's going to be okay, but yeah, they, if Embiid's not playing, I think the Hawks could definitely take care of business. They've got a really, really diverse offense. Trey Young's really got this thing organized. Bogdan's really stepped up, but Tobias Harris has really been good. Ben Simmons, despite all the free throw stuff everyone's talk about, he's played excellent defense. Uh, he's really done well at distributing, getting into the paint. Uh, it's just uh, hopefully, we don't see a, a hack of Ben uh, tonight for like a three and a half hour game or something like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I think the Sixers are, are still in a pretty good spot. But yeah, just seeing him get down, like that, that can't happen. He's really important. Their offense falls off a cliff uh, when he's off the court. So they really need him out there.
2: Do you have any strong feel? I mean, we got a quadruple header in the NBA yeah. tonight. Do, do, do you have any strong feel uh, more so than others in the games tonight?
0: Yeah, I write a matchup's calm every day. I think the Clippers are too good. Uh, I, I think they're going to smoke the Mavericks tonight. Uh, I just think that the way they defended the three-point line, the, the Mavericks, they should be pa- smashing the paint, and they're not. They're the low team for at-rim frequency shots. That's really scary for the way that they're trying to defend them. Luka had trouble turning left, Derek Zoolander-style, uh, according to Rick Carlisle. Um, and they're just outplaying them with matchups, and this small ball lineup for them has defended, which was the issue coming into it, so... They're scoring in transition. I really like them, uh, and I think the Hawks. I don't want to bet against the Garden crowd, but um, I think the Hawks are just such a better team uh, that I think that they could pull this one out as well.
3: Mike, uh, quickly, your thoughts on the Brad Stevens Danny Ainge situation in
0: Boston? Oh boy, <laughs> that's, I'm still kind of digesting that one, but that was that's a that's a wild one. We know Danny Ainge is. Um, and th- when that first came out, it was hilarious to me, but uh, it makes sense. Brad Stevens reports are head coaching's taking taken a lot out of him, and he puts a lot into it. Perhaps no coach uh, really game plans more than is willing to try new stuff out. So, I mean, that takes a lot out of you to, to do all that. So, you know, he'll kind of go into that front office. He's obviously a brilliant basketball mind. So keeping him in the organization certainly makes sense. You don't want to let him go. Um, but, yeah, the, the coaching sort of, is going to be crazy. We've seen Jason Kidd's name uh, come up early. That makes no sense to me. Um, Lloyd Pierce, we, we saw what happened with him. The Hawks, his name's come up as well, too. But um, it's going to be tough to hire somebody better than Brad Stevens here. Last thing with Mike
2: Gallagher, senior NBA writer, established the run. Any team, any conference, who is the worst on-court matchup for the Nets?
0: That... I mean, it's probably Milwaukee, honestly, uh, just with the way they could defend. But uh, I just think – I don't think it matters because uh, they just got so many ways to beat you, and the Bucks do have all that length, So they could at least try to take away some of the at-rim stuff. But the Nets perimeter offense uh, is just too good for, for really anybody. I mean, Utah could make a case for, for the way could, they could kind of defend outside and against uh, Gobert inside. But, yeah, I think the, the Bucks. it's going to be tough. I, I just think the Nets are so, so good.
2: Mike Gallagher, senior NBA writer, established the run. Very much appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the uh, quadruple header tonight and the rest of the playoffs. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's Mike Gallagher from Established the Run. Teddy Greenstein will join us in about 25 minutes or so. Get you uh, information on the Memorial Tournament. A little bit of golf. We got some uh, baseball and hockey coming up as well. But it's just funny, man. Like. Everyone acknowledges that Milwaukee's the best matchup for the Nets, but then nobody thinks that they can actually beat them. And the Nets are great. I'm not saying they're not. They just ha- they have not played a lot of basketball games together. Like, we have not seen them face adversity. And historically, it's very tough for new big threes to come together and gel and go all the way through a playoff series in the first year. So I'm fascinated. I, I think this Bucks nets series is going to seven, personally.
3: It's going to be a great series, Danny. I think – Looking ahead, if you can get Nets Clippers, I'm I'm assuming that's the dream matchup in the NBA Finals. If you can get those big three, Kawhi and Paul George on the other side, New York in a sense, Brooklyn. But New York and L.A. in the Finals, I think that will be very, uh, very, very good for the NBA coming up uh, next month.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I think no Lakers there, the NBA would prefer that in terms of of ratings. Uh, LeBron always drives that, but... The, the Nets, as a villain with that type of star power, I think that that will be a compelling watch, even though people care more about my guy Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose in New York City than they do Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. All right, you cover the Panthers. You cover the NHL. You're going to need to carry me, Rogers, in, the, in this next segment. My Blackhawks are out of the playoffs. You're going to make us some money tonight in the NHL. I got a baseball player, too that we can get into. We got futures in the NFL coming up in 45 minutes. It's BetQL Daily. You're locked in to the BetQL Audio Network.